0: Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 29. This episode airs on Tuesday, November 10th, exactly one week after the 2020 U.S. election. If you're anything like me, you may have spent the last seven days glued to CNN, unable to get much of anything done except breathe and hope and hope and hope. In the past, I probably would have beat myself up about wasting my time and not getting things done, but I think I'm finally realizing the stress that the state of the world and country can create for us. I'm trying to give myself permission to get behind sometimes, and so here we are, Tuesday morning, recording this podcast. Today's episode is about the five things your website needs. Many of us know we need a website, and so we just put something together as quickly as possible and move on. But your website is important and full of opportunities for your business. This episode is about making sure you take advantage of them. This one is short and sweet and can serve as a kind of checklist for you. So you can immediately go and start making the tweaks you need to. Let's get into it. The first thing your website needs is immediate clarity. What do I mean by that? 15 seconds is the average amount of time spent on a website. That is not a lot of time. If you only have 15 seconds, you need to clearly and immediately convey what you have to offer. If you have a shop with a physical location, you know that fortunately or unfortunately, people judge a book by its cover, meaning the way your store looks from the outside matters, whether people realize it consciously or not. The more obvious it is from the outside what you have to offer, the more likely people will be to come in. At Station 7, I see people walk by on the street and at the shop trying to decide if they want to come in. You can think of your website as your digital storefront. When people stumble upon it, it's like they're walking by, turning their heads to look inside and see if it's worth having a browse. Your job is to show them that you have something valuable to offer right away. That there's a reason they should slow down and spend some time with you on your website. And because studies show you only have 15 seconds to capture someone's attention, or they'll probably leave, you need to communicate what you have to offer right away so they can decide if it's for them and not leave before they give you a chance. So how do we do this? The most important thing to think about here is your homepage, the first page that people get to when they land on your website. When a visitor first arrives on your webpage without much scrolling or any at all, they should be able to figure out what you have to offer. I would really suggest that you be as direct as possible. Ask yourself these two questions. What do you sell? And how can you make it immediately obvious what you sell? I like to think of two ways to make it obvious what you have to offer. You can show it in a visual, and you can explain it with words. In your visual, you want to make sure that your product or service is obvious. For example, if your photo is a flat lay with a bunch of different products in it, it should be obvious without explanation which of those are yours and what you sell, and in your words or your text, this is not a place to get fancy. If you have a tagline that concretely describes your product, feel free to use it, but don't be afraid to just spell out plainly what you offer. Clarity is super important here. For my good Sheila paper goods, here's how I do it. When you first land on the homepage, the visual is a photo of a bunch of different greeting cards. The first text you read, aside from my logo, is paper goods and gifts inspired by nature. Here's another example. If you're a jewelry company, here might be your answers to the two questions What do you sell? Jewelry? How can you make it immediately obvious what you sell? For your visual, you could pick a great image or a carousel of images of different jewelry items that you offer. And for your words, I would say something like colorful handmade clay jewelry instead of wearable art that expresses your unique personality. The first is clear and the second, while clever, is not. If you sell a service and not a physical product, the visual component of this will be a little more difficult, but still doable. Think about either a visual of you doing the work or the outcome you create. If you're a makeup artist, you could have an image of you in action putting makeup on someone, or you could have an image of a bride on her wedding day with beautiful makeup. If you're a graphic designer, you could have a mood board for your main visual of different concepts that you might create for a client, or you could have something from your portfolio that shows what you can do. If you really don't want to use a direct visual, you need to make sure that your text works overtime for you, that it's super obvious immediately without scrolling what you have to offer. For example, if you go to the Making Good website for this podcast, I don't have an image of me podcasting or with podcast gear, and I didn't want to use a generic stock image. So I used a pretty bright, optimistic photo of sunflowers, and I decided to make it clear through my text what I have to offer. The web address for this podcast is makinggoodpodcast.com, so that is pretty clear right off the bat. And then in the first bit of text on the website, it explains clearly who this podcast is for and what it's about. Overall, you want to put yourself in your audience's shoes and try to look at your website from an outside perspective is it immediately obvious what you have to offer? Remember, we're not trying to convince anyone to buy something they don't need. We're just making it as clear as possible for them to understand what we offer so that they can make that decision for themselves. And if they leave the website without even having a chance to see what we have to offer, well, that's everyone's loss. So we talked about having a great visual and clear wording right up front. But for extra credit, let's talk about just one more thing. As a baseline, your website needs to be aesthetically pleasing. Most of us don't start off with a designer helping us create our website, so the best rule of thumb I can offer you is to keep it as simple as possible. A few tips on how to do this. First, if you don't have a website or you're just starting, I would recommend that you start with Squarespace. They have a ton of free or cheap templates that have great designs you can fully customize to get you started. Do not use more than one or two fonts. Remember that white space is your friend. Don't feel like you have to pack things in. Try to keep your color palette to just a few colors. And anytime you're writing more than a sentence or two, it should be dark text on a white or very light background. The second thing your website needs is to make it easy to buy from you. This is pretty self-explanatory and probably sounds very obvious, but you'd be surprised how often I find this to be an issue. For Station 7, the retail shop, I buy from small businesses all the time, so I'm often looking at their websites, trying to figure out if they sell their product wholesale. And so often, I spend way too long on their website trying to figure this out, but then ultimately I have to send them an email to ask if they wholesale their products. But even if you don't wholesale and you sell a service or product, it needs to be extremely obvious to your customer to know how to purchase what you sell. With product-based businesses, this is pretty straightforward. It usually takes the form of an online e-commerce shop or something like Etsy. These tools have made it pretty easy for us, but the only extra comment I have is to err on the side of making it easier. Don't create a super long checkout process, don't ask for information that you don't need to collect, Every extra thing you ask your customer to do increases the likelihood that they'll just give up. For service-based businesses, oftentimes it's not as simple as simply adding a product to your cart and checking out. So what we need to do is be extremely clear on what we're asking our audience to take as their next step. If you're an esthetician, maybe your next step is to ask them to book an appointment. That should be super prominent on your website, probably in multiple places. I would even spell it out. Ready for your refreshing plant-based facial? Your next step is to book your appointment here. If you're a copywriter, maybe the next step is to set up a 20-minute free phone call to talk about possibly working together. You could write something like, interested in having me write your next month of Instagram posts? Book a free chat with me to see if we'd be a good fit. The third thing your website needs is a compelling way to collect email addresses. If you've listened to this podcast more than a couple of times, you've probably heard me professing my love for email marketing, but I'll do it again here. Email is the most powerful tool you have in your marketing toolbox. You own your email list. Facebook and Instagram and other social media platforms own their platforms. They can do whatever they want with the way they work and how hard they make it for you to reach your audience. But with email, your audience is yours. Perhaps more importantly, email just performs better than social media. This may come as a surprise given that social media tends to take a lot more of our time. But email marketing has a much, much, much higher ROI than social media does. Translation, sending one email is much more likely to generate sales or any kind of action you're asking people to take than posting on social media. Why am I talking about this? Because the second thing your website needs is to have a very compelling way to collect email addresses. I want you to think about it this way. If the number one best outcome of a visitor to your website is for them to purchase, the number two best outcome is for them to give you their email address. It's that important. No, I am not talking about a little form at the bottom of your website that says, Join my newsletter. How fun does that sound? No one wants to join a newsletter you need to give people a good reason why they should give you their precious email address. For product-based businesses, an easy way to do this is to give a discount code in exchange for an email or a code for free shipping. For service-based businesses, think about what would be valuable to your audience. A short ebook, a workbook, checklist, a cheat sheet. Think about what you could give your audience for free that is A, valuable enough for them to give you their email address, and B, Makes them think, wow, she gave this to me for free. How amazing is her paid content? You can play around with different ways of collecting email addresses. Pop-ups and embedded forms are the most common. However, what I use with Station 7, the retail shop, is a little chat bot on the website that pops up in the bottom right corner and super casually offers a discount code. The amount of people that have taken me up on that is pretty amazing. We are not collecting people's email addresses to spam them. We want to always come at it with the approach of providing value most of the time and asking for a sale occasionally. It's a big deal for someone to give you their email address. Make sure that you're respectful of that. The number four thing your website needs is to tell people who you are and what you stand for. People love getting to know people, and so we need an about page. Yes, you can use it to tell your audience about your company, but even more importantly, you can tell your audience about you and any story that is relevant to how you got your start with your business. When we read about and look at other people, we are actively looking for ways to make connections with them. Think about how often you've met someone for the first time and tried to find a person that you both know in common. Keeping this in mind can help you write an about page that helps your audience connect with you. How? Get specific about the things that you like, your hobbies, your background. Provide concrete details. What do you care about? Where do you love to travel? What kind of books do you like? What's your favorite cocktail? If you're into personality tests, what type are you? I'm definitely not suggesting that you write a novel, but including some super specific and concrete details about you and your life will give your audience an opportunity to connect with you and your brand. I would also recommend that whether it's on your about page or somewhere else prominent, that you have a section where you tell your audience what you stand for. For example, on my Good Sheila website, I have a page called What We Care About, which explains the business values that I have. They are share what we have, speak up, spread kindness, spend intentionally, and reduce the impact on the earth. This helps people understand where I'm coming from and where their money is going when they spend with me. If you're interested in figuring out what your business values are and writing a statement like this, I have a great workbook you can download at makinggoodpodcast.com slash good business. And finally, the fifth thing that your website needs is to hold people's attention. I'm sorry to tell you that I saved the most difficult thing to do for last. But I want to encourage you to approach your website with the philosophy that the longer your audience spends on your website, the better. The more time they spend on your website, the more they'll come to trust you, and the better they'll get to know you and your products. Also, Google knows how long people spend on websites, and if people stick around for a while, it tells Google that your content is good and that they should show it to more people. So how do we get people to stick around? The first thing will probably come as no surprise. You need to write like a human. Write like you talk. It's really that simple. Don't write anything for your business in a way that you wouldn't actually speak out loud. If you can make your reader feel like they're reading a text message or an email that you wrote just to them, you have done your job. If you sell a product, do everything you can to make the experience of browsing through your catalog interesting. Great photos are a good place to start. You can also have recommended products, starter collections, or gift guides. You can have, if you liked this product, you'll love these products on each product page. Any way that you can make the shopping and browsing experience easier for your audience will be a good thing in terms of how much time they spend. When Station 7 introduced what we call care packages, they're basically little gift arrangements, I couldn't believe how well they sold. All we did was group a few products together that we knew would complement each other well as a gift, and just this act of simplifying it for our customers made them so much more likely to buy those products in the bundle. Aside from products, if you have content like a blog or a podcast, this is a great asset to you when it comes to your website, and I would encourage you to make it super easy for people to find ways they can dig in. There are so many ways we can think about encouraging people to spend more time on our website, and it's something you could spend all day working on every day. This is definitely not something I do perfectly. But the important thing here is to have this philosophy top of mind when you work on your website. How can I get my audience to enjoy spending time here? And that is my list of the five things your website needs. To review, number one, immediate clarity. Number two, make it easy to buy from you. Number three, a compelling way to collect email addresses. Number four, tell who you are and what you stand for. And number five, hold their attention. You can find the show notes for this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 29. If you're interested in the free workbook that will help you get clear on your business values and write about them. Head to makinggoodpodcast slash good business. I have a favor to ask. If you enjoyed this episode, will you take a screenshot of it in your favorite podcast player and tag me at makinggoodpodcast? Tell me one thing you're going to take action on. If this is your first time tuning in and you're interested in hearing more about my businesses, check out my plant inspired stationery company, Good Sheila at goodsheila.com or Seattle Retail Shop Station 7 at station7seattle.com. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.